Mike check, Mike check, one, two, one, two. Mike check, Mike check, one, two, one, two. What's going on, world? What's going on, world? This is your man, man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And I'm back for another edition of the Groove Live Show. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be doing a live show with y'all right now. You know what I'm saying? This is your man, man, DJ Melo Jones. Like I said, on the ones and twos. And we come to talk some things. You know what I'm saying? Today... It's all about MLK Jr., Martin Luther King Jr. We're going to talk all about him today. You know, I got some music that's inspired by him. I have a lot of stuff going on, a lot of stuff going on. So make sure y'all check it out. Make sure y'all check it out, check it out, check it out. And as y'all know, we are, you know, live in the Triple One Marketing Studios here at um, WKMTDB, the Great FM. You already know Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station. As I said, I am your host for this evening, DJ Melo Jones. I'm on the ones and twos. And man, I'm so excited. So much I want to talk about. I'm going to talk about MLK. I'm going to talk about some interesting facts about him that maybe some of you guys don't know. Uh, I'm going to have a discussion with the big homie Sparkle 5000 at the top of the hour. We're going to talk about, you know, what MLK means to us and his legacy and many, 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 many more things. So I just I'm I'm really excited to get into it. You know what I'm saying? And um, shout out to everybody that tunes in. Shout out to everybody that tunes into the show day in and day out. I really, really appreciate it so much. Um, Yeah, man. So as y'all know. You know, we, we play music here. And, and I already gave y'all the central underlying topic of this week's show. It's all about MLK, his legacy, his story, his timeline. I'm going to give y'all some info. You know, I took my notes. I had to study up. I had to come correct for y'all this this time for MLK. I, I can't. I, you know what I'm saying? I got to come correct for Martin Luther King. He's done so much for me. The little I could do is do a little research on him and study some facts and get to know him a little bit better than i already did so we're gonna start with a track and a lot of the music selection uh for this this week's episode is um gonna be inspired by mlk music that was made in his honor to um to salute his legacy and stuff like that so this first thing is um man in the mirror which is um a tribute to mlk and it goes over one of his very very famous speeches during the civil rights movement, his I Have a Dream speech that he did at the Washington Memorial way back in the day. So, y'all stay tuned. Y'all check it out. We're going to get into this track, MLK Jr., Man in the Mirror, right here on the Groove Life Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right? Y'all ready? I have a dream that one day... This nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech somewhere i read of the freedom of press somewhere i read that the greatness of america is the right to protest far right 
Y'all, this is Carly, Trap Gospel Queen from D.C., and you are now tuned in to Miami's number one Billboard Charted Radio Station, WKMTDB, The Great FM. Welcome to the Martin Luther King Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change. The center is the living legacy to Dr. King and his dream. He had a dream. 
Oh yes, he had a dream for freedom, justice, and equality for all people, everywhere. What's this? This is the Nobel Peace Prize awarded to Dr. King for his nonviolent work. What's that? That's the proclamation declaring Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday a national holiday, a holiday for peace. Was Dr. King a good man? Was he a smart man? Was he a kind man? <laughs> yes, he was all of these things. How come you know so much about him? Yeah. yeah! Yeah! Because he was also my father.
All right, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Groove Live Show. Man, that was some King Dream Chorus with a tribute song to Martin Luther King Jr. himself. This whole show is a tribute to Martin Luther King Jr. himself. And I'm going to play a little bit more music, but I have a whole... I have a lot in store for you. I have a lot. I'm going to let y'all know a lot about um what MLK has done in his life and his timeline and stuff like that. And like I said, I'm coming um at 9 p.m. with... Uh, the big homie Spark of 5000, we're going to talk about what MLK means to us and how do we um, preserve his legacy and keep it going for centuries and centuries to come. And I also, I also have some fun facts, some stuff that you guys may not know about MLK. So we're going to talk about all that very, very soon. But like I said, I have more music for y'all. You know, and then, like I said, all every all the tracks... The majority of the tracks are going to be, you know, a tribute to um, MLK. And next I have um, an artist who's made a couple songs that are a tribute to MLK. Uh, this next one is some Andra Day with Rise Up. Andra Day with Rise Up right here on the Groove Live Show with your host DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right. Cheer. What up, what up? This your boy Gospel Gabe. And when I'm not listening to New York City radio stations praising God, I am listening to Miami's number one charter radio station, WKMTDB, the great FM. Always connecting the world through music and the music through the world. Brooklyn! You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we gon' walk it out. Ooh, mountains, we gon' walk it out and ooh, mountains. Silence is quiet And it feels like it's getting hard to breathe And I know you feel like dying But I promise we would take the world to its feet Ooh, I won't dance Bring it to its feet
Whatever that we have each other
judge just to take a stand The greater plans, the creator's plan Let's all rise like the day began Reach out and touch with the Savior's hand On rocky stand like this native land Let the ways of love be the ways of man Alright y'all, welcome back, welcome back to the Groove Live Show This is your main man DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos Those last two tracks were by Andra Day The most recent one was Stand Up For Something That's featuring Common and then she also did Rise Up Those are amazing songs inspired by the civil rights um, legend himself Really, civil rights pioneer himself, MLK Jr. And um, now... I just want to talk some things about MLK. You know, I want to go over his life, his legacy, and everything that he's done. You know, a lot of the things that he's done over the course of his very, very short life. You know, only on the earth for 30, 39 years, and he's done so much. So, I just want to get into it. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. was actually born Michael King Jr. on January 15th, 1929 in Atlanta, Georgia. Coming from a middle-class family, his mother, Alberta Williams King, was a former school teacher and his father, Michael King Sr., was a pastor at the Ebenezer Baptist Church, a black church congregation in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, like I said, his birth name is actually Michael King Jr., but his father changed both his and um, both his own as well as um, Martin Luther King Jr.'s name to from Michael to Martin because of a German Protestant religious reformer named Martin Luther. So that's really where he gets the name from. He was actually born Michael, but... Um, he he changed his name to Martin Luther. So, yes. Now, he was very, very bright. Very, very bright young man. Um, he, he skipped grades 9 and 12. And he actually started college at the age of 15 years old. He went to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia to study medicine and law, but eventually entered the ministry. Ultimately, he graduated from Morehouse with a bachelor's in sociology, and then went off to Crozer Theological Seminary in Chester, Pennsylvania, a predominantly white institution to study philosophy and theology. There, he learned a lot about Mahatma Gandhi's nonviolent activism, his practices, his approach, all of that good stuff. 
Um, during his three-year tenure at um, Crozer Theological Seminary, um, he became the valedictorian of his class in 1951 and was also the student body president. Afterwards, he went on to attend um, graduate school at Boston University. And, yeah, he went on to um, attend graduate school at Boston University where he met his future wife, Coretta Scott, whom he married in 1953. Shortly afterwards, in 1954, he becomes the pastor at Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery, Alabama. And the following year, he receives his Ph.D. in theology from Boston University in 1955. December of that same year, 1955, King was chosen to lead the Montgomery Improvement Association, a black association to lead a boycott on the segregated city bus system in the wake of the infamous Rosa Parks bus situation. We all know about that. She refused to give up her seat to a white man. And because of that, she was arrested. So in the wake of that arrest that see that saw a lot of media attention, he led this Montgomery Improvement Association. Yes. Today, um, this event was actually known as the Miami, excuse me, Montgomery bus boycott, which ultimately led to the U.S. Supreme Court ruling that segregation on buses is unconstitutional in late 1956. The following year, in 1957, MLK Jr., along with Bayard Rustin and other activists, established the SCLC, an acronym that stands for the Southern Christian Leadership Conference to help carry out civil rights activities in the South. In 1959, King visits India. He went all the way to India to study Gandhi's techniques, which he was introduced to way back at um, Crozer Theological Seminary a few years prior. And he went there to study the techniques and practices of Mahatma Gandhi himself. He came back to the States the following year, um, with his wife and moved back to moved to excuse me Atlanta Georgia where he was born to take the position as co-pastor along his fa along with his father at Ebenezer Baptist Church the church that he grew up in um, here he devotes most of his time to the SCLC the organization that he um, started and the civil rights movement it's, itself. Um, on April 16, 1963, MLK Jr. participated in a campaign to end segregation at lunch counters and hiring practices to end segregation um, at lunch counters and um, at, you know, in the midst of hiring practices in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, King and his protesters were met with dogs and fire hoses by police and many were arrested. From the Birmingham jail where they took him, King writes an open letter to his fellow clergymen explaining his philosophy on nonviolence and why he will continue to protest. This letter was later known as the Letter from Birmingham Jail. Very, very famous letter in the civil rights movement. Um, later on that year, October, um, excuse me, August 28th, the March on Washington took place, organized by King Martin Luther King Jr. himself, as well as other civil rights leaders. Um, 
Yeah. Over 200,000 people participated in this demonstration near the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. From here, King delivers his famous, iconic I Have a Dream speech. And this march is what influenced the subsequent passage of the Civil Rights Act in 1964. Now, also in 1964, King is announced the winner of the Nobel Prize for Peace, one of the highest accolades anyone can receive for their achievements um, in creating peace in domestically as well as abroad. Um, one of one of his other prominent marches was um, the the Selma March or the March on Montgomery, the Selma to Montgomery March. Um, a lot of people have different names for it. But from March 21st through March 25th, a five-day timeline in 1965, Martin Luther King leads another march, this same march, Selma to Montgomery March, for the purpose of registering black voters in the state. This was their third attempt at executing this march, which was met with police brutality and opposition on multiple occasions in the preceding weeks. Notably, on one of their prior attempts uh, on executing this march on Sunday, March 7th of that same year, 1965, also known as Bloody Sunday, they had an incident that happened. Let me tell you, at least 50 marchers were hospitalized due to, you know, police brutality, you know, getting beat with clubs and getting sprayed with tear gas and all of that stuff. Um yeah, so over 50 people were hospitalized due to their inju inju injuries, excuse me, received from the police attacks. And, um, yeah, it, that's why it was called Bloody Sunday. And many were arrested as well. So it was definitely a crazy day in history. Over 25,000 participants walked the approximately 50-mile march from Selma, Alabama to Montgomery, Alabama, its capital, in the five-day time span. This event was symbolic in the civil rights movement and ultimately led directly to the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965. In a on April 4th, 1968, Martin Luther King was shot and killed on the second floor balcony of a motel while in Memphis, Tennessee, to support a strike um, initiated by sanitation workers. He was buried in the South View Cemetery in Atlanta, but his remains were later transferred to a tomb on the grounds of the MLK Jr. Center for Nonviolent Social Change, a.k.a. the King Center, adjacent to the Ebenezer Baptist Church in which he grew up. He, his, tomb, his tomb bears the same famous epitaph as that of his original gravestone, which reads, Free at last! Free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. He died at the tender age of 39 years old. And the motel, uh, which was the site of his death, is now the site of the National Civil Rights Museum. In 1977, he was posthumously awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom for his battle against prejudice. In 1983, the U.S. Congress excuse me, the U.S. Congress established Martin Luther King Jr. Day as a national holiday to annually be celebrated on the third Monday in January, which falls near his birthday. 
He left behind four wonderful children, um, Yolanda Denise King, born on November 17th, 1955, Martin Luther King III, born on October 23rd, 1957, Dexter Scott King, born January 30th, 1961, Bernice Albertine King, born on March 28th, 1963. Um, in addition to the Nobel Peace Prize, and the Presidential Medal of Freedom. He also received many other rewards, um, some during his lifetime as well as others posthumously. Um, he received the American Liberties Medallion in 1965 from the American Jewish community for the advancement of human liberty. Um, he was recognized as Man of the Year in 1963 to commemorate his position as the spokesperson of the Civil Rights Movement. Um and he also was granted the Congressional Gold Medal, which is the highest award granted by an act of U.S. Congress in the year 2004. Um, he also was an author of many, many books. Um, one of his most notable being the autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr., as well as Strength to Love, Why We Can't Wait, The Measure of a Man, The Trumpet of Consciousness, Where Do We Go From Here?, chaos or community and when i tell you this man leaves an incredible legacy behind in just 39 years of life he was able to inspire so many people and motivate so many people to not accept their condition not accept the treatment that they were receiving from other members of society and go about it in a non-violent way which is really interesting to be that impactful without harming anyone you know despite all of the abuse that they received from police and uh, which might may have been as a result of political forces um that were against him um you know to to continue to be nonviolent in the midst of all this uh, violence being inflicted on you to me is amazing so you know i i commend him very very much for what he does and you know without him myself and many people who look like me wouldn't have the freedoms that we have we wouldn't have um just the rights that we have we wouldn't even be seen as you know equals really and i, I just know the world would be a very very different place if it wasn't for his activism and it wasn't for what he's contributed to society as a whole so you know i give thanks i really give thanks and i was really excited to do this episode because i really wanted to commemorate mlk and i'm not done yet you know i still have the the discussion with sparker 5000 we're going to talk about you know what mlk means to us and i'm also gonna you know drop some interesting facts about mlk that many that maybe a lot of people don't know about him and um yeah so that's a that's a bit of his timeline as you know that that was paraphrased and very very summarized you know we could get into details i could sit here and talk hours and hours for everything that M, um about everything that mlk has done but really i just wanted to shed light on his legacy and and what he was able to accomplish in such a, a short amount of time like i said earlier um you know i i hope to you know, continue on his legacy, fight for what's right in my local community and the best of my power. 
Um, and, and I encourage others to do the same. I encourage everyone to recognize this holiday as a monumental symbol of peace and freedom and, and, and equality out here, you know, and, and really honor what he's done and how he's paved the way for not even, not just black people, but just people of all ethnic backgrounds and religion, creed, everything like that to be treated as an equal, you know, his, I have a dream speech, you know, his, his, his speeches all over the the country and the world, you know, what he's been able to do, travel to India, you know, start these different organizations, you know, be a father to four kids, you know, get his PhD, be a pastor, all of these things that he was able to do in such a relatively short amount of time is it, monumental. So, you know, I, I definitely had to take a moment to honor him and who he is and what he's done. And I, I really hope to, to be a, a reflective figure of, of him. I'm not saying I want to be exactly like MLK, but I definitely want my behaviors to reflect, um, activism, civil rights, activism, humanitarianism, um, you know, equal rights for, for all and stuff like that. And, you know, I just had to honor who he is and everything that he's done because, you know, today is his day and, and, and nothing is going to change that. It's going to go down in history forever and ever as Martin Luther King Day, the, you know, the day Martin Luther King, you know, was born and, and started his journey and started this legacy that is really unforgettable. I, I'm I'm definitely going to talk to my kids about MLK. I'm definitely going to talk to my grandkids about MLK and stuff like that. And we, we need to continue honoring him and what he's done and what he's a been able to accomplish, you know? So I really had to do that. So hopefully, you know, from what the information I shared with you all, you learned a little bit about maybe something you didn't know, maybe some of the stuff you already knew, but just give you a scope of what he was, what he's been able to do in just 39 short years which is, I mean, incredible is like an understatement. Uh, I don't even know how to put it into words, but he's an amazing person, such a great role model, someone to look up to, and someone with such dignity and integrity to not just go with the status quo, you know, look around, form an opinion about what's going on around you, and if you don't agree with it, speak up about it, and that's what he did, and he did it in a non- violent way and to me that that's the most um that's the most unbelievable part about it to get so much change without having to necessarily go to war in a physical sense you know you're going to war with your words and your logic and you know your third eye so to speak you know just knowing how the world is supposed to be what is right what is wrong and staying true to that. So, you know, I, I really respect people like him a lot. And, you know, I, I hope to follow in those footsteps, you know, be um, just a voice of freedom, a voice of equality, a voice of, um, you know, emancipation from mental, physical, <laughs> psychological um, slavery really or injustice i think injustice would be the better word or or mistreatment or unfairness and stuff like that so 
I hope to continue that. And, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, thank you, Martin Luther King Jr. for what you've done. You know, thank you for, you know, paving the way for me and countless other people to, to, to achieve success and, and to be respected as a black person in this country, um, be treated as an equal, have the same opportunities, you know, it has nothing to do with black supremacy or anything like that. It's just about equal rights for humans of all creeds, color, background, religion, everything, ethnic group, whatever you name it, just a place for everyone to be treated as an equal. And he had a dream and he he stuck to that. And it was definitely more of a vision because he was willing to put action and activism, um, apply it to that said dream. So I think that's a beautiful thing. And I, I encourage anyone listening right now to don't ignore that voice in your head. That's telling you that what's going on, going on around you is, is wrong. Listen to it, act on it and don't be afraid to speak up about it because you could be the catalyst of an incredible movement that revolutionizes society at large. So don't, don't suppress that. You know, if you feel like something is wrong in your heart, speak up about it. Don't be afraid, you know, have no fear. You know, just trust, trust in, in, in your gut, trust in your gut, trust in who you are, trust in what you believe in, and it'll take you incredible places in life. And don't lose your dignity and integrity um, for the sake of the status quo. It's never going to be fulfilling in the end. And MLK is is um is a prime example of that you know you know no one can take his legacy away from him no one can denounce the fact that he is an excuse me he is a humanitarian he is an amazing person that has inspired millions of people including myself to continue fighting for equality continue fighting for you know justice and equity and um representation in all facets, levels, nooks, and crannies of of society, you know. So, yeah, that was that 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 was my little um my little my little tribute to MLK. And there's more to come, you know. I, I don't want to make it seem like it's over yet. But we we gonna get back to the music. Like I said at the top of the hour, we have um my discussion with Sparker Five Thousand. We're gonna talk about what MLK means to us. But I got a couple more tracks for y'all. Uh, this next track is some common featuring with John Legend with Glory. I also got some Big Sean coming up. And I also have some um some gospel music that, that's attributed to to um Martin Luther King as well by the Golden Gospel Singers. So we're gonna get into it. This first track, like I said, is um some common with John Legend with um Glory. So let's check it out. Right here on the Groove Live Show with your host, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. All right. One day when the glory comes, it will be ours. It will be ours. Oh, one day when the war is won, we will be No man, no weapon 
formed against Yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just ain't specific enough One son died, the spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus That's why we walked through Ferguson with our hands up When it go down, we woman and man up They say stay down and we stand up Shots, we on the ground, the camera panned up King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up One day when the glory comes It will be ours It will be ours Oh, no Glory 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 Now the war Every man, woman, and child Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero Facing the league of justice, his power was the people Enemy is lethal, a king became regal Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald ego No one can win the war individually It take the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call Victory, the coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours, it will be ours oh, glory. Oh. Yo, this is lunch Yo, what up? This is Neek. And you tuned in to Miami's number one Billboard charted radio station. WKMT-DB, the great FM, connecting the world through music. Lunch and Neek, let's go. They used to tell me. I hope you learn to make it on your own And if you let yourself just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope that it's the realest thing that you ever know Hope you get the pretty girls that's pretty at everything Million dollar cribs having million dollar dreams And when you get it all just remember one thing Remember one thing That one man could change the world could change the world all I wanted was a hundred million dollars and a bad chick Imagine this a Muslim nights and felt like that I had it Back on the mattress, staring at the ceiling Try connect the dots, but it's all making those attachments I'm talking dreaming so hard, some nights and felt like draft day You know, my, 
My stepbrother used to flip them bags outside the crib like it was trash, day. No Kim K, buddy bag, yeah, yeah. But when you get it fast, money slow down, don't crash. With all the drive in the world, swear you still need gas. Look, think about it. Close your eyes, dream about it, tell your team about it Go make million dollar schemes about it Success is on the way, I feel it in the distance Used to look up at the stars and be like, ain't too much that's different I be shining, they be shining, get your one shot, don't you miss it What you know about waking up every day like you on a mission And I hope you learn to make it on your own And if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope and that's the realest thing that you ever know Hope you get the pretty girls, it's pretty Million dollar cribs have a million dollar dreams And when you get it all, just remember one thing Remember one thing One man could change the world One man could change the world My grandma told me if you write your name in stone You'll never get the white out I grinded out that black hole and performed up at the White House Standing next to Jim Carrey We traded stories, then laughed I said you not the only one I know got rich wearing masks Where I'm from, I swear they broke They need way more than the cash We need more than what you have And then we need more than that But how I'm supposed to say I'm tired If that girl from West Virginia came up in conditions That I couldn't survive Went to war, came back alive On top of that became a female black captain When being black you had to extra, extra try Way before James Brown made us proud She bought a crib on the same street as Marvin Gaye Right there on how to drive And she taught me how to drive And she raised the kids, then the kids' kids And she did it right Taught me how to love, taught me not to cry When I die, I hope you teach me how to fly All my life you've been that angel in the sky Saying I hope you learn to make it on your own And if you love yourself, just know you'll never be alone I hope that you get everything you want and that you chose I hope that it's the realest thing that you ever know Hope you get the pretty girls, it's pretty at everything Million dollar cribs, have a million dollar dreams When you get it all, just remember one thing Remember one thing That one man can change the world One man can change the Yeah. 
to Miami's number one Billboard Charter radio station, WKMT-DB, the great FM, connecting the world through music. This is your man, man, DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos, and I just want to let y'all know, we just played some more tracks that are a tribute to the great Martin Luther King Jr. himself. Uh, that last one was Old Freedom, and the one before that was some Big Sean with One Man Can Change the World as well as Common and John Legend with Glory. So right now what we're going to do, we're going to pay some bills real quick, and we're going to come back, and I got Sparkle 5000 with me, and we're going to talk some things. We're going to talk about what MLK means to us. And I'm also going to let y'all know some interesting facts about MLK that maybe you didn't know beforehand. But before we get into that, we're going to pay some bills real quick. You know, you know what I'm saying. So we'll be right back at the top of the hour. This is Melo Jones, DJ Melo Jones, with the main man Sparker Five Thousand on the Groove Live Show. All right, Choo! What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it. You could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-639-8620. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It'll be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car. And as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. 
Call 1-800-639-8620. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-639-8620. That's 1-800-639-8620. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-631-1754. 800-631-1754. That's 800-631-1754. Yo, this is Mike Jean, and you are now tuned in to Miami's number one Billboard Charted radio station, WKMT DB The Great FM, always connecting the world through music. What's going on, world? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to... What in the world? Hmm. Hold on. to the subpoena. Huh. Oh my god. Oh my god. What happened to my recording? But the recording that I had oh. stopped.
because he was messing with some shit. So I was like, why don't you just wait till the show is over instead of like, oh, God. But it's okay. At least this part will be recorded. But that's, that's annoying because I had a whole speech I did. Everything. And now the secure net logged out. Checking the secure net to see at least if that first hour went to the secure net and it didn't. I'm like, I want to know if it can go to six hundred eight twenty four. You need it now, like now in the midst. Is that secure net plan? radio plan but it's not logged in so the secure net now hold on let me try to log back in Is this purely on the internet? Yeah. No, no, that's what I'm, that's what I'm, I'm asking that for a reason, because if that's purely on the internet, I didn't touch anything that would impact that. Well, the that's, board, it, it goes to the board. Yeah, but the board was never, the board never turned off. Mm. You get what I'm saying? So... Now I know there's I know there's everybody on a network. Well, it just stopped out of nowhere, so I don't know if it saved the recording at all. That's the thing. Okay, so how long will you know until 
Is, is, there, is there a time it takes for it to upload the audio? Usually it's automatic, like this one I did before the show started. It was like, okay, so was it like a few seconds or like was this that like is a, two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. So it's just an hour. <laughs> okay, so is it recording now? Can it record now? I don't know. I don't see. To what's in the bottom? No, 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 no. Because you are already logged on. I think you log on to one of the stations at the same time. And then if you see if the music comes up, okay. So that means on the app, nothing is playing. Nothing? These bars to let you know what's Oh, okay. Okay. Alright. So is there something in here that this stuff connects to? Probably. But, I mean, at this point, I just, I'm going to do the interview with this guy. And then I just. So, hold on, but then you still trying to record that, though. I know, but at least I get the recording from the Zoom that I can turn into an MP3 and then just play. Okay. But it's just the past hour, like I did, I, I played a bunch of songs in commemoration to him. And I also did a speech for him, but I don't know where that is now. So I might have to like do it again through Zoom, including this part, and then Wait, try so to. you recording the whole thing on Zoom the whole time? No, the whole show I was recording. No, no, that's the thing. Were you doing that on Zoom as well? No, I just was gonna do the Zoom for the part that includes him. So that's why I say if you had, but wouldn't you have? Didn't you have this running as well? But it wasn't recording. Because I didn't need it to record. Uh, I had it recording here. Oh my god! Okay, it looks like I fucked up. I don't know if it was you, but I'm just like, but I mean, that's probably what I'm going to have to do. Like, do. I got to fix this because th this has been jacked up anyway. Okay. So can at least let me I'm get not, through I'm this not, I'm hour. Not, I'm not, I'm not no, let me get through this hour with him and then you can do. No, no yeah, yeah. Once you're done, done, done. Because I got to figure this out again. Okay. Well, so let me finish this. Um, I owe you. <laughs> All right, Sparker. Okay. We can do it. I'm going to figure it out. Because uh, through the editing process, I could probably get it done. Yeah. But at least we can do it's our okay. part. We'll try to make our part like an hour. Then do mm -hmm. the music part for an hour. And then plug it all together and see if I can... If it can be like cohesive, like a show. Okay. So whenever you're ready, we can do this piece of it, and then we'll try to do. The rest. Can you see me? No, I can't see you. You gotta turn your video on. Okay. I thought I had it on. All right. There he is. All right. So. It's been recording that whole time, so I'll edit out, edit out that piece. But um, let me turn, let me turn this music down, so at least I can hear you. All right, I'm ready now. 
Okay. Alright y'all, what's going on world? What's going on world? It's your main man DJ Melo Jones on the ones and twos. And I'm here. I'm here with the man himself. Big homie, big fan of the show, Sparker 5000. What's going on, Sparker 5000? <laughs> Nothing much. Just, again, once again, thankful for being alive. Thank you so much, uh, Melo. Thank the people out here. Um, things uh, are, are looking, they're looking bright. And, you know, um, that's it. But it's, it's not just me. It's people like yourself. Uh, the people out here that support us, I really, 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 really thank you. I want to just make that clear first. That's what's up, man. We, we're, it's a pleasure having you back on the show. And I want to wish you a happy MLK Jr. Day, man. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, and yeah, man, so I want to get into it. I want to get into us talking about what exactly does MLK mean to us? So I'll, I'll let you start. What does MLK mean to you? His legacy, who he is, the way he lived his life, everything like that. Well, I remember when I was five years old and there was this picture that we had growing up and my mother had on the wall. And, you know, I'm five, four years old. I didn't know who he was. And the other two gentlemen was um, John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy. I didn't know nothing. Again, at five years old, you know, you're just a, I'm just a little child growing up in, in Roxbury, Massachusetts, just know my community. But at that moment, you know, with the image, I kind of knew that there was something that was unique. But I didn't understand race and the struggle. I know obviously at five years old, one doesn't know about the civil rights and so on. But as time went by, you know, and I experienced my own kind of um, segregation growing up during the busing crisis and knowing what I had went through. And that was like in the first grade. But when I really started to recognize People like MLK was mainly in my junior high year, like later on in my teens, early teens, like 14, 13. I started having more of an understanding. And then when I really reached the last year of high school at 18 years old, 17, 18, I was into the civil rights movement as, as research, um, going to school out in Lexington, Lexington High, in Lexington, Massachusetts, and really... Again, I understood that I knew a little bit about significance at 14, but, you know, I wasn't mature enough, me personally, wasn't mature enough to know, the, you know, the, um, the, the, the significance of who these people were and who MLK was till I, again, later started to study more and more about the things that we, you know, as a people have gone through throughout history and... Martin Luther King, again, he always was an echo because of, you know, just who he, what he stood for. And, you know, in all due respect, there was other pioneers, but Martin, I really understood him more and more as I started studying about how he, you know, he actually went to school in Boston and he got to see Mick, um, Loretta, um, Scott King in, in school. And, you know, it was that to me was kind of like a connection because I'm from Boston, so it was like, 
okay, this this man, he he he's from Atlanta, Georgia, I believe. He was born in Atlanta, and um, and correct me if I'm mistaken, but you know his whole legacy based on what we were going through during during the '60s. Again, not just him particularly doing the research of which I did, but understanding the the people that he motivated as well. And that was very um, it had a significant impact on my life to this point. And again, nobody's perfect, and we know nobody is like um walking on water so we you know i never will exalt a person to a certain extent but understanding the struggle based on the historical aspects um i think that his courage because you got to look at the if, if one studies the history of the 60s and particularly the south and you know in, in the detail of it and i was grateful to have a teacher by the name of Mr. Kelly in um, the 11th grade when I was taking up American studies in, in Lexington. He was a charismatic, um, energetic. He obviously he loved his work and and because he has such a zeal and we and the, I, you know touch bases on the civil rights. It was someone like him, you know, as who wasn't Martin Luther King, but who was a man, a, a teacher that had an impact. But he, you know, he broke down the analogy of the civil rights movement to where it drove me to a point of being inquisitive and wanting to learn so i think that 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 you know whole connection with my education and the 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 yearning to wanting to know you know what our history part of our history was again and this is just one fragment of what he did like you know and who he inspired and and you know from the Selma, the bridge, you know, um, Selma, Alabama, and the bridge, and what, not only him, but you got to think about the, the, the little children, the bolt, not even little children, you know, children that stood up in protest and had meetings and lectures and teaching them how to, you know, take, be able to take brutality without striking back. You know how much strength that really takes? So, you know, again, that was, that was part of it. And, um, you know, we, we can think about many, many, many more, but definitely, he's definitely a, a major primary um, pioneer in the 20th century when it comes to the, to the, um, the, of course, the struggle, but the, the hope for, you know, a better world. That's 100%. You know, he was a figure of change, a figure of, activism, someone that looked around and formed an opinion about what's going on in his external world, and he wasn't okay with it. And the thing that's really remarkable to me about him is his commitments to nonviolence, because for you to be in, literally in the field, like you're in the field Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. tear gassed, getting hit by clubs, hit with clubs, excuse me, by the police, and to yeah. still say I'm gonna be nonviolent in my protest, you know, I, I honestly I don't know if I could have went about it that way. I, I probably would have got a little violent too, man, because you hit me with a club too many times. I'm gonna want to hit you with something back. So that's the part where I really commend him for him to have such an impact and being so committed to nonviolence. And I think it's because. You know, he spent that time in India. I did a lot of research on him. He spent some time in India um, really learning about the 
the philosophy and the practices of Mahatma Gandhi and how he mm -hmm. himself was committed to nonviolence and how he was able to get so much change through through his approach. So that's true. I, I just think it's amazing, and I, I'm I'm so grateful for him because we see, especially in the United States of America, how prevalent racism is today, even in 2023. So imagine if it wasn't for MLK, like because people still racist. You know what I'm saying? But at least MLK got it to a legislative level where we had laws that protect black people or, or, or people of, I guess the politically correct say correct way to say it, people of color, you know, anybody who's not white, basically. Like, yeah. they have some laws to protect them from injustices in modern society here in the U.S. Because we see, like I said, racism is still prevalent today. So if it wasn't for the work of Dr. King... Who knows if we could eat at our local diner? Who knows if we would be able to just go to regular school? Like, if it wasn't for MLK, would we still have white-only and black-only schools? Let's be real. Like, if it wasn't for him, would people of any race, religion, creed be able to go to the same school? Simple stuff like that. Be able to ride the mm -hmm. same bus or be able to sit mm -hmm in whichever part of the bus that they want, like simple things that we take for granted every day. Like we get on a public transportation, we sit wherever we want. We don't understand like literally less than 60 years ago, that was mm -hmm. a problem. Like when you, it's, it's really crazy to think about how recent that was. Like there's people who are old enough to be adults when all of this segregation and stuff was going on. Like, it's that recent. It's that fresh. It's not like it was two, three hundred years ago where there aren't living people to attest to what's, what happened back in those times. People right. people been there. And, and that's the thing where it's like, wow, you know? Like, because of him, me as a black person, I can, I can ride the bus. You know what I'm saying? Like... I can I can vote out here, you know. You can you can get you can get property. You you can you can grow as a person. You know what I'm saying? Especially here in the South, like up north. I know I know racism is everywhere, but I know it wasn't as prevalent up in the north back in those times as it was down south. But man, like. Because we've seen it in the Trump era. The Trump era is when all the undercover racists felt like it was time to come out of the closet and be proud to be racist again. We've seen it. It wasn't, screw make America great again. Make America racist again. And that that's basically what the Trump presidency brought to light. Like, how many people have been in the closet racist for a long time? And they finally got the opportunity to come out of that closet and be proud, right. you know, right. really speak with mm -hmm. their chest, have the big R on their chest for racism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the thing and where, the thing. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And, and, and that's what, I wouldn't say hurt me for the mere fact that if people really understood what we as a people have gone through and how much contribution 
we've contributed, you know, in the past and in the present, if it's if it's if it's addressed. But it it it, it offends me as a person, particularly an older person in life, to seeing some of the things and experiences still, you know, carry a sense of dignity. It offends me that people are that kind of like uneducated or that unsympathetic to understand what we have been through and what we go through on a day-to-day basis. Like, you know, um, you know, you got to question that person, you know, you got to question their, their heart. You got to question, you know, a lot of things about them personally. And you know what I mean? And, and again, the point being is just to know that, you know, our, our story, you know, and like, you like you're saying, like, you know, Monty King, he, he, all he wanted was, the, what, he wanted something better for people. He wanted, of course, equality so we could have the same opportunities. And again, he made it possible. And like you said, even though we're at this point and he has done, and a lot of other people have done a lot, but this was his day, and um, he has done so much. But imagine if he didn't do well, the people and the other ancestors, if they, and forefathers, if they didn't sacrifice themselves, you know, imagine how, like you said, how much worse it would be because we're already seeing, you know, the, the injustice consistently, particularly now with, um, with the cell phones and the, <clears throat> the internet, you know, you know, assets that it is. And we, we're really getting a glimpse of some of the atrocities that's being done. And again, it's such a, historically sad um, part of our history to know that okay, these people have come here without their without their own will, you know, went to the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst for allegedly for hundreds of years. And to this day in modern day 2023, we still get treated such with such atrocious, you know, inhumanity. Imagine how much worse it, that's how we have to think how much worse it would be if these things weren't, if, if, like you said, it would be, and again, it would be separated in segregated schools and, you know, and again, that's fine. People have their right, but I'm talking about the violence and the, the, the cruelty that has been done way back when, again, me being a history buff, you know, which I, you know, I think we all should learn a little history, particularly about who we are. And what, 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 what's, you know, so we understand more of our purpose, you know, and again, it's, it's like shame on you. If you're going to really, really look at the people down in this modern day and time and not have an understanding of what their struggle and plight has been, I really don't have much to say and really wouldn't want much to deal with you. You know what I mean? At this point. That's a hundred percent, man. And I think that's the part where people really need to understand the significance of who he is and what he's done because when I tell you we see it we've seen it you know during the pandemic where there was this slew of um police brutality targeted towards black people we see like if it wasn't for MLK would all of these people been able to get away scot-free like would anybody care you know what I'm saying like would anybody look at themselves in the mirror, white, black, Asian, whatever? Like, would anyone look at themselves in the mirror and be like, am I okay with this? Because remember, that stuff used to happen way back in the 50s and 40s, but there was such a part of the culture where it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's regularly scheduled programming, police brutality versus black people. 
black people can't even sit at a diner where they're supporting this organization financially. They can't even support you guys financially because of the color of their skin. And that's what I think, you know, a, a, a lot of black people really need, to, even myself included, like, you know, people in my family have been taking MLK day off of work for years now. And this is my first year doing it because I, I really said to myself, I got to honor him because life in America as a black person would be literally night and day if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for him. Like, mm -hmm. people think change just happens on its own. Like, change is something that you got to make. You got to make change. White people ain't just going to stop being racist. They're not going to wake up and be like, all right, I'm over it. I don't want to be racist anymore. That's not how... That's not how hate works. Like, some people hate with a passion, man. And we see it today, 60-something years later, more than 60 years yeah. later, because I was back in the 50s. So, like, 70-something years mm -hmm. later, we see it. People are racist with a passion, but they got to mute it because at least we have some legislative protection, you know, as, as black people. You know what I'm saying? There's laws that go against, you know, discriminating with voting rights, the, you know, discriminating against people based on the color of their skin or their religion or their their gender and stuff like that. Like, finally, right. we have legislation that's supporting us. But if it wasn't for him, you know, white people or the powers the the powers of this country that were at that time, they wouldn't have just said, "All right, I'm over it." You know, let let's make the schools all inclusive again. Like. People just don't understand. It was because of this one person. And obviously there were people who supported it. You know, it was a whole movement. But it was just the fact that this one person was committed to going against the grain and mm -hmm. saying, yo, I don't like what's going on around me. I questioned it. I formed my own opinion about it. And I feel like this is how the society in which I live should be. You know, and if it wasn't for that revolutionary thinking, that's what that's the part where I think people miss. Like, you know, you talk to people in today's day and age and they're like, oh, well, slavery's over. Racism's over. Da, 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 we're beyond that. But we're beyond that because of the activism that some people, you know, some people did for the sake of future generations. People don't understand that. They think like. Oh, whatever. You know, racism's over. You know, slavery's over. Like, it's over because people forced it to be over. It's not like people just got tired of owning slaves. People aren't going to get tired of free labor. People aren't going to get get tired of discriminating against somebody else if that's what they're passionate about, if that's their MO, if that's what they live for. You know what I'm saying? It takes activism. To, to bring about real change in your community. And that's the thing that that um, inspires me about him so much is the fact that he was able to get so much done and being committed to nonviolence. To yeah. me, that's amazing. You know, because I, I felt like you had to be violent. Yeah. We had to go to some war to get some respect. You know what I'm saying? Like more of a Malcolm X mentality. But he was able to get all of that done. You know, it sucks that... He had to die in, in the prog process. And who knows, maybe if it wasn't for his death, maybe, you know, 
a lot of the legislative um, enactments and amendments wouldn't have passed if it wasn't for the fact that he died and he kind of became exonerated as this as this historical figure that we cherish you know for decades he, he's been gone for decades now mm -hmm. and we still mm -hmm. year after year commemorate him and, and pay homage to what he's done because you know like I said earlier I think people really don't understand the magnitude of what he's done I couldn't imagine what America would be like if it wasn't for people like him if it wasn't for people who said you know I'm not going to go with the status quo. I'm not going to be that fish that swims with the current. I'm going to question my surroundings and, and really form an opinion and, and, and really decide, is this the life I want to live? Am I okay with this? Am I okay with this treatment? You know what I'm saying? Having that level of self-respect in, in such a racially charged world is amazing. And I, I, I really think it's important for black people not to lose sight of that. You, I see a lot of it where a lot of black people are falling into a sunken place where they feel like, you know, civil rights just naturally came about. It wasn't activism that came that brought it about. So, so we think the mm -hmm. changes that we need to see in today's society will just naturally come about. It's never going to happen that way. You can't have a passive mentality about change you have to be you have to activate it you have to start it you have to make it you have to make the change you can't just hope that it happens you can't have a dependent mentality when it comes to change and real innovation in society and that's why i think this day is so important and you know from this day forward every year like i'm not doing any type of work on mlk day because who knows if i would even be able to have a job, you know what I'm saying? Like a decent paying job or, or a career or be able to, you know, feed myself or support my family. If it wasn't for him, it yeah. really gets that deep. Like, I think people really don't it connect does. the dots in that, in today's day and age. And they don't understand, like it, it's really that deep on a fundamental level. Like your whole standard of living would be completely different if it wasn't for his impact. And his actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For real. For real, man. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. I mean, I think, um, you know, when it comes to the whole uh, racial divide, it's, it's not necessarily asking us to go to your schools. It's just, you know, and we understand, like you said, the status quo and the establishment. So it's like that, you know, we, we have to think logically when it comes to that. So that's why the nonviolence part is important but you can like you said you can understand malcolm's philosophy you know what i mean and i pay homage to him as well and then but then you can understand frederick Douglass's philosophy and you know mecca heaven so you know what i mean but the main um i want to say the main core problem is the opportunity like you said but now thank goodness that you know, things are what they are. The racism is real. But there's, I think there's a lot more, because of the times we're living in, there's a lot more, like you said, room for growth and development and, and opportunity in our own innovative way. And that, that that's what we can't lose touch of. And like you said, if, if some of us, and I'm going to sigh, but it does 
it does bother me that you know there isn't uh, enough self evaluation. Like I think even with myself personally, like you know I know I you know crawled under many barbed wire fences and jumped over many you know obstacles and, and challenges not still and I always will I'm sure but you know what I mean like you said it it has to start with self first as far as not just the respect for self but the respect for others and the people in your community and the people around you you know what I mean and the people that you see on a day-to-day basis we but again it has to start with self first like you said it's 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 it's, it's like a we're on a, a little tiny little marble little blue marble in the vast universe and you know if i was like a fourth dimension observer and look at the world and look at how the world is treating you know these species called man is treating its own people on this planet and so on i wouldn't really be too interested in this place you know what i mean but this is all our home as a people as a species so you know what i mean we kind of we, we we're losing that connection like you said when it comes to this such a division you know, as far as the global, if you look at the news and see what's going on, again, not to say anything about information. I'm just saying as far as a speculation or speculative perspective, like, you know what I mean? You're, you're seeing what's happening, and it's like, you know, it's like we don't have enough, I wouldn't say courage only, but enough self-discipline to really look at myself and let me, let me work on something. Let me work on, you know, not being rude to the person in the store, you know, little things. Like, it's a, it's a constant struggle, I think, with people. And again, I think a lot of us get clouded or diluted from the real reality. Like, we all are part of one global family. And like you said, the the, the parasitic aspect of, of racism is just, it, it's like it's destroying the planet. It's not just destroying, you know, one soul, but it's destroying the whole fabric of, of all of our minds to a degree, even the ones that are, you know, perpetrating and, and, and expressing it and practice that, you know, we don't realize how connected we really are, you know what I mean, until, God forbid, something catastrophic happens, and, and, and I don't wish that, but then, you know, again, looking at history, you know, we, were be- we, can, we can do better than that. I tell people that. When we self-destructed and we were hurting each other, you know, we're better than that. You know, all of us. Because that's the main thing, you know what I mean? And again, I think, yeah, as a people, there is some significance in us, and it's not less than, and it's not that we're not, that we, we're insignificant, we're, we're significant just as anyone else, you know what I mean, any other race. But there's there's a, 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 a serious um, injury that's being inflicted on us. So it is what it is. Like, you know, only one with, with, with common sense can see that. So, you know what I mean? But anyone with logic and, and, and hope will understand, like, yo, it's, 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 we need each other as a species to survive. But like you said, we get caught up in the, the materialistic, materialistic, you know, perception, way of living, you know, everyone has to make a living, everyone needs to do what they have to do, I don't believe it's just on one person, and then if this person can't provide, you know, they're, they're excluded, or they're, 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 they're wrong, they're a criminal because they're struggling, like, it's just all these contradictions, you know, that we really have to look at, you know, and starting with self, you know what I mean, starting with self first, so if I can 
you know, navigate through the storms, you know, again, I, eventually when I get on the other side, I, I can show you, you know what I mean? And this is, this is metaphorically, I can show you how to get to the other, if you're willing to take that chance, but you gotta, you gotta use your sails and your rudder. If I get there first, it doesn't mean I'm better or I'm trying to outdo you. And again, this is the psychology of society right now. And again, everything is instant gratification. Again, I, I, I love innovation, technology. <laughs> I do. It's, it's something I'm fascinated with. And I've been into, but I don't lose myself on top of that. You know what I mean? It's not who I am. It's what I, you know, can create and, 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 and find information on. Who I am is interaction with everyday human beings on you know, not on a toxic level, not on a, you know, the t- trying to tear one down type of level. It's, it's really about the well-being and safety for the children, the elderly, for the, you know, for everyone. Like, it should be. It should be. And I think you made a valid point when you talk about a lot of technological advancement. If it wasn't for MLK, would black people, would they have white people iPhones? And then black people iPhones, white people, white only Android, black only Android, mm-hmm. would everything still be separated? Because if it wasn't for him to change it, who would have changed it? That's the thing. That's the thing where I feel like people really, that's where you really understand the magnitude of his work. Because if it wasn't for him, mm-hmm. then who? Mm-hmm. It would be 2023 and we still got white only bathrooms. Colored only bathrooms, white only schools, colored only schools. That's wild to me. Like, if it wasn't for him, then who? Literally, who? Who would have stepped up to the plate and said, yo, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, we all live in the same country. We should all be able to go to the same school. Just common sense legislation. Like, we should all be able to use the same restroom. Go to the same school, eat at the same restaurants, worship in the same religious institution, church, mosque, whatever you want to call it. It's just fundamental human rights. If it wasn't for him to set that straight, who would have did it? That's the thing. Every black person holding an iPhone right now, would you be able to have an iPhone if it wasn't for MLK? All these black people that are becoming entrepreneurs and being super successful in life, you know, no more power to them, of course. You know, there's nothing wrong with people being successful, but would we be willing, would we be able to achieve that success mm-hmm. if it wasn't for civil rights activism? Would black people even be allowed to be entrepreneurs? Or would they have to only take, you know, colored only jobs? Which I'm sure would probably be the more lower end like, so let's be real. Just simple, fundamental things that we take for granted day in and day out. It, it just makes you wonder, would black people be able to buy houses in certain parts of town? Would we still have white part and black parts of town? Because remember, mm-hmm. just 70 years ago, it was like that. Like, if you was black and you was on the wrong side of the tracks, people is throwing stones into your house, man, trying to burn your house down. 
Not even a hundred years ago. That's the thing. Like, it's not even a hundred years ago stuff like that was going on. It's that recent. Right. I've, I've been through those things. <laughs> not to be funny, you know what I mean? Seriously. Like, growing up as a little kid, I, you know, I went through the, um, you know, the, the, the racism, the blatant racism, should I say. And it's, again, it was, I didn't feel hurt by it. I just felt like, you know, I felt offended. Like, offended in a way where it's like, you know, where does the hate come from? Like, where does it, you know, why, you know, not even why. Where does it come from? We, I'm not taught that. I wasn't brought up to, to hate on other people, especially if I'm so-called privileged and, you know, and have the, you know, the, the opportunity to earn the advantage in my society. Why do I spend so much time disliking another people? So, you know, I mean, we, we're growing up, you know, we weren't wealthy, but we, you know, we had a sense of community and family. So I think that, that that is something that's like priceless. Like you know, what I mean, you can't you can't you can't earn that with a certain accumulation of money. You have to be like um, around your family and loved ones and the people that care about you on a daily basis to to value such you know rich qualities. And I think sometimes people they lack that. You know, what I mean, because it's not instilled in their family. You know I mean, it depends on what the, some some are. You know, what I mean, obviously some is good in everyone, and it's bad in everyone. But you know, but the focus isn't about how much we dislike these people for the color of their skin. You know, what I mean, when we're at the dinner table and when we're talking about, like, like you said, opportunities and, and, and striving for success, we're not talking about um, that this person is a threat or this person shouldn't make it. You know what I mean? We shouldn't allow these people to succeed. And then obviously, like you said, there's, there's room for growth and there's a lot of successful people out here. But I, I remember I was talking a while ago about how I, I like 70s game shows and I like just reminiscing because, again, I'm a 70s baby and, you know, I grew up in, during that era. And, you know, I like reminiscing, looking back at, at the shows and, I noticed, like, over the years, like, you know, these 70 shows, it was right after the Civil Rights Movement. And Martin Luther King was assassinated in 68, I believe, April 4th. And I noticed, like, a lot of these, on a lot of these game shows, the black contestants, when, you know, the host would say, so what do you do, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I'm a nuclear physicist. I'm a, this is the 70s, right after the, you know, 60s, civil rights, and other game shows. Young sister with glasses, rim glasses, hair done, nice outfit, you know, looking great, looking amazing. What do you do? Well, I'm, I'm an engineer, you know, aerospace engineer. So my point being is that this really occurred, and, and, and it's fascinating, fascinating to me how that isn't too long ago. Like you said, the same, just like, again, the the dogs being and the fire hoses being put on, you know, elderly women and thrown into police, that wasn't too long ago. But the, and my point being is the closeness of our achievements from our struggles is remarkable. And, you know, we have obviously in today's time a lot of obstacles that we, we, we have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. But, but still there's, again, with the diversity, there's the room for growth and opportunity in so many other arenas. And again, the, the core principle 
should not be about the demise of another people. That is the tragic conclusion for human history. Whoever, whoever's, you know, the instigator. So again, from a logical, philosophical standpoint, you know what I mean? We, you know, we're going to go on the right course. And again, wanting to be like that nuclear physicist that was an inspiration, which we don't see much of today on, on you know, certain mediums, but you know what I mean? But the, the potential, it, it, it starts with self, but it starts with, you know, that, you know, just having that, that inspiration too. Like you said, Dr. King, he, he was an inspiration. Dr. King, he was an inspiration. He was a philosopher. He was... He was a lot of things, and he was very articulate, very intelligent, and very passionate. So that, you know what I mean, that shows how much he cared about his people. And so we should be, like, reminded of that this day and from this day forward. And I think everyone, you know, needs to work on self, work on heart, and work on spirit so that we can we can make it through, you know what I mean, as, as a species. That's a hundred percent. We gotta keep evolving as a species, but we can't expect other people to evolve and recognize their misbehavior. That's the thing where I I really want that that point yeah. to be understood, you know. And that's where we go back to the significance of MLK because, like I said, if it wasn't for his impact, white people would have mm-hmm. never, you know. Um, reversed a lot of the racist um, legislation they had in place. You know, the segregation in schools, segregation in business establishments, you know, the redlining of neighborhoods where you have the black side of town, the white side of town, just promoting that separation and segregation. If it wasn't for him, like I said, then who? Who? Who would have reversed it? That's what I want to know, you know? Even in sports, like, would would black people even be able to play in regular leagues and stuff like that? You know, who who knows? Like, we really don't know. And and the, the only reason we get to be and live this life that we live today, even though we still face struggles. I'm not saying black people don't face struggles. Like I said, racism is still alive and well, but at least these racists got to go tuck their tail in between their legs and hide in their garage because at the end of the day there's legislation that does not condone racism or any type of discrimination based on race when it comes to you know job opportunities when it comes to who can dine at a a restaurant who can ride a bus who can go to a certain school whatever the case now we have mm-hmm. legislation that protects people of all ethnic backgrounds from discrimination in those areas. And it's all mm-hmm. because of one man's duty to making the world a better place. And I think that's what everyone should really take away from what he what he what he was or what he continues to be cuz really his spirit lives on forever. You know what I'm saying? Like nowadays we see so many people caught up in you know, monetary things, you know, vain things, really. Like, I just want a lot of money and stuff like that. Would you have the freedom to generate this much money if it wasn't for the activism? It's always going to go back to that. It's always going to go back to, would you even have the privilege to do that? 
if it wasn't for the work of this one individual you know what i'm saying and i don't i don't think we would i don't i don't see who else came along in society that would have took one for the team like that you know I, mm-hmm. I i really don't know and that's why you the more and more i think about it the more and more i'm just like you know i owe this man so much and i think we as black people we need to see it that way we really need to see it as like Wow, the opportunities that I have here in this country are solely, you know, I don't want to say solely because there were other activists um, who came a little bit before him and maybe some a little bit after him. But really, he's he's the most pivotal. He's the most um, groundbreaking. He was a trailblazer, literally a trailblazer, somebody that had no fear at all and knew he was put on the earth to change the world and now i see so many people say like i don't think i can change the world i don't think i have the capacity and that's such a defeated mentality to have because what if he thought like that imagine you know imagine if martin luther king thought the way that most people think today most people think they can't change the world and i'm not saying completely revolutionize the whole planet but just you can live your life as an example for others to follow. Just doing that is changing the world. You know, it could be it goes beyond activism. I mean, it goes beyond civil rights activism. Just activism on any front. Activism for the environment. Activism for, you know, women's rights. Activism for, you know, animal rights and stuff like that. Just activism in general. Mm-hmm. That in itself changes the world. Just getting someone to make simple lifestyle changes, you know, getting people to eat right, getting people to exercise more. That's changing the world. If you can change, if you can positively impact at least one person's life here on earth, you've changed the world. Because it's it's all like a snowball effect. You changing that one person's life. Now they're going to go on and change maybe two or more people's lives. And then it's like a domino effect. It just keeps multiplying. And it just mm-hmm. keeps going and going and going. So it, it, it frustrates me when people come with that mentality that they feel like they alone can't change the world. And I think their thinking like changed the mindset of the entire planet, like the 8 billion people on the planet. That's not what Martin Luther King did. You know, you don't have right. to change the mindset of every living person on the planet. But you can just express yourself in the most rawest form. And just mm-hmm. that alone, the magnitude that that alone has, can change the world. And I think that's how people should think. You know, and now we're getting yeah. into trying to change the way people think. And that that is a whole thing on its own. You know, and that's the point where I say, you know, I'm not going to try to change other people's mentality. But what I will try to do is at least live my life as an example that other people can follow, other people can emulate. I'm not going to say everything that I do is perfect and righteous and stuff like that, but at least like my intention, because that's what I can control. The effects of my intention, I can't always control that, but the cause, which is my intention. I can control. So I think if we can all focus on the things that we can control, because I have a theory 
there's only four things in life that you can control, you know, your, your thoughts, your actions, your reactions, and your words. That's it. You can't really control much else in life. So I feel like if you can control those things to the max, you will impact someone else's life. I've seen it already in my own life. Yes. I've seen just my behavior, just the, just the way I go about life has positively influenced so many people around me. To certain extents, depending on the person, because people don't change until they're ready to change or until life forces them to change. So that's why I say I'm not going to try to go around and beat everybody on the head and try to make them see the world the way I see it. But I'm just going to continue to be true to who I am and who that inspires is who it inspires. You know, and as long as I can positively impact one person's life um, during the time I spend here on earth, that's good enough for me. And I think if everyone could adopt that mentality, the revolution would just happen so naturally. Like it, it would just be so, it would just be a natural evolution of human consciousness. And this goes beyond racial lines, religious lines, you know, socioeconomic lines, just humanity as a whole would evolve. And I think that's what we need as a people. And I think that's what he did. You know, he helped white people recognize their own privilege and understand that, yo, black people at the end of the day are humans. We can try to lie to ourselves and say that they're three-fifths of a person in, a, in an attempt to validate our treatment towards them. But at the end of the day, you're lying to yourself. You know, everyone has human humane qualities to them so at some point they will look and see like yes they don't physically look like me as far as their skin their hair their facial features their body composition but you you have to you can't deny the fact that they are human that that's just what it is you can't deny that fact and i think that's what he was able to do in his time because he only died at, he died at 39 years old and for you to affect people on that level, in um, only was, not, to, not to be rude, mm. I think he was. He, he was, was what? I don't know. Your sound went in and out real quick. I can't hear what you just said. Oh, I said um, I think he was thirty-six when he passed. He would have been ninety-four today. He would have been 94 today. I don't know. I thought the notes I took said he died at, um... He Remember died when he made at... his last speech? He said, I, I ain't afraid of any man. I seen the mountain of glory and the coming of the Lord. He was he born in 1929. And then he died. He died in 1968. Um, so if you subtract 68... From twenty nine, that gives you thirty nine, right? Because sixty nine, he would have been forty. Yeah. Sixty eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he he did die at thirty nine. He did. He did. He did. He died at thirty nine years old, and it just goes back to the point where it's like, imagine being able to do all of that, like. 
when I tell you I, I studied his timeline and I'm like, this man is absolutely incredible to do all of that. You know, there's so much, you know, there's a lot of interesting facts about him. He was a father of four kids. He got a whole PhD as a black person from the South in that time. You know, he was ahead of his time, you know, went to college at the age of 15, skipped ninth and 12th grade because he was so gifted and so bright. It's like, this man is incredible. Such a good public speaker, so well-spoken, so passionate, so, so masculine. That's one thing I like about him, you know? Yeah. You know, and masculine, I'm not, when I say masculine, I don't necessarily mean like macho. He goes around trying to look tough. It's just, 